Welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we finally got the deep dive video that I was expecting this week to kind of coincide with the launch trailer that we talked about not too long ago. And we are going to be jumping into season 11 in just a few hours. It's not that far away, and I hope you all enjoy this upcoming season as much as I think I am going to as well. But before we get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons. All right, pirates, it is time for the call outs for the patrons. Uh, normally I do this earlier in the episode, but I forgot because I got right into recording. So I'm going to be a little bit fuzzy um, reading these out. So I do apologize. My voice is uh, giving out as it's uh, later in the uh, recording. Um, but I do want to make sure that you guys get called out because I do appreciate the fact that you are supporting this content. So thank you to People's Republic, L Cute, Balls, Blue Turtle V1, Captain Chonky, Captain Hatchet, Captain Hayes, Chateau Neuf, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, Iron John, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, I'm dependent now. Jorby Jorbs, Jay Hood, Carl Embo, Kazia the Aficionado, Cryptic Slayer, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Space Admiral Ors, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Nipperkim, Norwegian, Raja the Brave, Registella the Brony Pirate, Replicated Flame, Rust Bell Kid, Skamelt 666, Captain Dasm, Tommy D, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Adorabold, Mina Fairy, Anthony N. Jr., Captain J. Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Hager Owl, Jeff H., Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruskidoo, Thor Von Blitz, Luke Lore the Insipid Ghost, and Zam Wow. Thank you all so much for your love and your support. It means the world to me, and I hope you're having a fantastic January as we go into the Gold Hoarder episode this coming weekend. Just as a reminder, if you're listening to this, the 27th at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 9 p.m. British uh, UK... P GMT? I think it's GMT now. I, I can't remember. Yeah, because it's not British summertime. So it's GMT, I think. Don't quote me on that. I'm not that person. Anyway, let's get into the episode. All right, pirates. Today's uh, first item on today's docket. Let's talk about the rewards. So I really appreciated this deep dive. Um, we got a lot of information that kind of confirmed uh, essentially what like, I kind of worked out with the... Uh, with the trailer that we got on Tuesday, <clears throat> but it was nice to know that a lot of the stuff uh, that we're going to be getting is a lot deeper than just the trailer. Um, they talked about rewards, and I'm pretty sure I covered this last week, but I wanted to confirm that reputation is earned for completing a voyage. Uh, this was some, something that was confirmed on uh, Twitter as well as with Mike. Mike was uh, fielding a lot of questions this week, which was really nice. But again, a lot of that stuff can get lost if it's not in the in the patch notes. So hopefully it is. Um, the goal of this, I think, was to ensure that they wanted to have, even if you only have like um, maybe like 15, 20 minutes to play, 30 minutes to play, that you could at least go in, do a small voyage, and then spawn on that island and then dig up whatever needed to be done. And then if you needed to leave, at least you got something. 
and I honestly like that is it's going to be something that I think some folks are going to mess around with. I, I think that's something that they'll enjoy. As a result, uh, I think that they decided to go back to the voyages and they wanted to make sure that um, there, there was a reason for you to play these, that you were actually going out and doing something that was fun as opposed to trying to uh, worry about how much time you had. You know, you could just go out, do a couple things and then be done with it. Um, there is a new set of rewards that are exclusively uh, for the voyages. And it's really cool to kind of see that they have gone in and added a whole bunch of new loot. Um, they're specific to the trade company. So you've got like Merchant Alliance, you've got Order of Souls and, and Gold Hoarder stuff. Um, they didn't talk about anything for Athena's Fortune. So it was very interesting to kind of think about like where they're planning on going with that. I know Mike did talk a little bit about that kind of stuff on Twitter that I'll definitely be diving into here to be uh, trying to make sure that um, you guys are aware of that kind of stuff as well too. Uh, and with this new loot, they've they've gone through and they're actually doing a really good job with uh, the way it looks. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, when I saw this stuff, I was like, oh man, this is, this is really kind of cool. They're actually planning on giving you some really cool looking stuff to to check out and i think they haven't really talked about like how this is is uh going to be done like if if um you can do like a small voyage and still get some good loot out of it or if you're gonna have to do the longer stuff at the higher rewards or or at the higher uh distinctions um to be able to unlock these i think it's locked around distinction so the higher your distinction, uh, the more or the better the loot is going to be, even if it's the shorter or longer sessions. I, I, I think that's how that's going to work out. But until we actually get into season 11, it's going to be uh, all sea of science at that point. The skull for the for the Order of Souls, I think, was really interesting. Um, they talked about how at the lower tiers, you're going to be seeing stuff that is more like obsidian colored. Uh, the skulls are going to be um, duller compared to the higher distinctions. And then as you work your way up into the higher distinctions, you'll then start seeing some of the more like crystal skulls, uh, things that are, are clearly higher in value based on the, the quality of the item. And same with gold hoarders, you know, the, the gold hoarder stuff is going to look very dull and very plain at the start and the higher your distinction level goes. And uh, it's it's unclear how this is going to work as far as crews um who whoever starts the quest may be the one uh whoever proposes it may be the one that determines where the distinction level lies where the tier level lies they haven't really addressed that that i've been able to find on twitter or in the uh the deep dive video like who decides what distinction level the voyage is going to be at for the trade company is it going to average it out um, we'll have to kind of see, especially given that this isn't something that you can buy from the vendor. It's all going to be accessed through the captain table. So we'll just have to kind of see a science that out a little bit once people start getting some distinctions as well. Um, but I like it. I like that they are giving you a reason to level up these different uh, trade companies now. And uh, over on the, the deep dive video that we're uh, talking about here, Thomas Mulvaney is one of the designers who was tasked with cataloging all of the loot and all of their values in the game and making sure that all of this new loot works into the rest of the loot pool. Um, I know that when I posted about Thomas being my hero for season 11, a lot of folks were impressed and curious about this spreadsheet that he had been working on for the last year. Uh, I, I really imagine that a lot of min maxers are going to be curious to find out like what the highest uh, gold 
value item is and what is the easiest to get and then try and work out like where they should go. Um, but Chris kind of talked about this. Chris Marlowe uh, over there uh, said that uh, the the point of the rebalancing for these voyages was to in- ensure that folks could focus on what was fun instead of what was uh, the most profitable. Um, and the idea is, is that you could have fun playing however you want and still get a pretty balanced reward compared to doing something that would probably be considered less fun or something that was just uh, grueling to have to do. Um, and, and then knowing that whatever you're doing, if it's the more fun thing that may not normally seem like it would be the better payout would still actually be a good payout. And I like this because right now I would say that most folks, if they're grinding gold, uh, they're probably running Reaper. They're probably getting to, to level five through like a fleet. And then they're probably going out and grinding four to the dams uh, because you can take all that treasure and you can turn it into the Reapers for the same value. It doesn't have to be a specific emissary or maybe the guilds have kind of fixed that nowadays. Um, but effectively, those are kind of the ways that most people are going to try and work on getting gold unless you're really strong at PvP and then you're working on uh, hourglass battles. But as it stands, I think the I think that the hourglass system itself is flawed right now. I think that there's um, less engagement with it. Uh, and I and I think that there's a lot of people, I would say a large portion of the community are just not a fan of that. Um, so I am working on getting a couple uh, content creators together. Uh, I want to talk about that a little bit with them, especially the ones that have been working on it uh, for a long period. So I'm looking to see if I can get them scheduled in for some of the podcasts uh, in February. If that works out, then We'll have some other opinions coming in to kind of talk about this, which I'm excited about. Um, but again, all of that kind of comes down to scheduling and uh, if they have time outside of their streaming schedule. I know that's always tough. Um, and also, uh, just kind of a quick shout out, um, Owlet managed to become part of the Rare team. Uh, he is now working over at Rare as the social media uh, content creator over there. Um, so, you know, kudos to him for getting the the job. And, I, and I, I'm sure that... You know, doing the daily request for a year for owls to be added to Sea of Thieves definitely helped with that. Uh, you know, obviously to the point where a lot of people know him from that. And, uh, you know, if you're going to do social media engagement, um, being able to garner that kind of attention uh, is is definitely a good way to show that you're worthy of that position. So congrats to Owlet uh, for that. It was really awesome to see that announcement come through. I had suspicions, but you never know until it actually gets announced and, uh, looking forward to hearing, um, what the, the team comes up with as far as the social media content goes as a result of that. But getting back to the rewards, um, it's fantastic to see that the uh, voyages that you can now pick up, uh, are going to increase in value that there's going to be Um, a balance across all voyages in line with the rest of the world as far as events and shrines and treasuries and all that stuff. All of that, I think, really needed to be addressed, you know, and obviously the the economy right now for Sea of Thieves is a little a little messed up. Um, It feels like uh, personally, like me, I, I am definitely on the low end of gold. But I still have over a million gold. And I went out and I I bought a whole bunch of uh, cosmetics the other day just to try and and clear out some of the stuff that I've I haven't really been picking up 
um, because I just haven't really been getting a whole lot of gold. Um, but I think that now that there's a, a new distinction system built into a reputation, I think this is going to really kind of change how I decide to play Sea of Thieves. Normally, I wouldn't really care about gold or emissaries. You know, I'd go on and I'd sail around for a bit and just kind of enjoy the atmosphere and just kind of, in, in you know, because I've already done it all, right? I've already done a majority of the game. There's stuff that I won't engage with because I don't like it. And, and I've kind of come to terms with that. Uh, but for the most part, you know, the, you can go and do pretty much anything and, 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 you know, have some sort of accomplishment after that. Now with distinctions, I really like this because we know that, uh, and I was actually right about this. I, I kind of inferred this from the trailer. I wasn't sure, but it was nice to get confirmation through the deep dive video that, uh, we are getting a prestige system and the way it works is when you level up to 100, you will then earn a distinction tier. And then that will unlock the different um, rings. Yeah, the different rings for you, for your left and right hand. Uh, and those are, those are now split up on the actual cosmetic menu UI. And it will reset your level back down to one. Now, you don't lose any access to any of the, the voyages or anything that you, you may have done uh, when you were first leveling up from one to 75. Um, but you will have to get those last 25 levels to hit that first distinction before it resets. Then you have uh, four more times that you can upgrade your distinction level. So effectively, starting on uh, the on Tuesday from for season 11, anyone that is maxed out on all their reputations with uh, 75, you will now have 425 more levels that you can earn through the trade companies, which means that you can now level the first 25, get your first distinction level when you hit 100, then reset it. It'll, it'll automatically reset back down to one, and then you can level that up to 100. And when you hit 100 that second time, you will then earn your second level of distinction, which will then unlock more rings and upgrade the specific voyage uh, loot that I was just talking about. You'd get that better quality stuff. Now, one of the other things that came in with these rewards uh, is the emergent uh, cosmetics. Now, it, that is the stuff that you will find out in the worlds. Uh, so, and I, and I talked about this um, last episode, so hopefully you guys got a chance to talk about this. There's the trade company loot and then the emergent voyage loot, um, which is more like the shipwrecks and the messages in a bottle. And that is tied to the cartographer cutlass and eye of reach content. Um, whereas the trade company loot that we were talking about this episode with the better quality items that will upgrade as you earn levels of distinction, those are tied to the cartographer pistol and blunderbuss to be able to unlock those. Um, I love that they're giving us things to chase as well as ways to level up our character. Uh, it's, it's opening up the reason why you would go and do voyages a lot more than just going from world event to world event to world event. And eventually, and they didn't really talk about this, how it applies to pirates who've been uh, seasoned out in the world and have already a bunch of stuff unlocked. So I don't quite know for sure if if you've been playing Sea of Thieves since the start or you have, you know, uh, your, your levels maxed out right now. 
how the new voyage system is going to work as far as unlocking the raid voyages um, or even the higher level tiers or things like that. Like it's not quite sure like how the unlocking process will work for someone who's already been playing Sea of Thieves. If you're new, there's going to be new tutorials. I would recommend diving into the discovery tab on your quest table and really kind of just letting the game suggest content for you, whether it be new voyages that are unlocked or tall tales that you haven't played or goals to get towards uh, with the pirate legend status. Um, allow yourself to kind of be immersed within the tutorials and uh, let the pirate lord kind of you'll spawn on the on your ship and the pirate lord will then kind of escort you as you as he tells you kind of what it is to be in sea of thieves and stuff like that um i am very curious to see like what the maiden voyage system now looks like what kind of improvements or changes have been made to that because it's clear that they are doing this whole revamp as a foundational change to help better onboard new players players who haven't played sea of thieves or may have tried it out or given the amount of content are unclear as to how to proceed or, or what they should be working towards or, or where they should be going. And I think that the discovery section is a great way to not only introduce um, ways for us to be able to uh, uh, find out about current events that are going on in Sea of Thieves, but allow you to kind of um, be the the muse for your session. So say you have a night and you're going out and you don't really have any plans. Uh, there are like a random voyage button that you can click on and it will just populate a certain amount of stuff for you to go and work towards. And you can use that as your guide if you want, or you can just kind of have it up there um, as a way to kind of have something on the back burner in case something comes up and you're not quite sure what to do, but you did get distracted by say like a skeleton fleet or something like that. You know, it's, it's always going to be something that's available to you. One of the things that um, comes up with the raid voyages, this was a question that we got in last week because we weren't quite sure how this system is uh, kind of worked out. Um, it was really nice to see that the raid voyages are going to be something that are the world events that are going to unlock for each of the different trade companies, including like uh, Athena's fortune. So um, one of the things that I asked uh, Mike about this was uh, how does how does this system work for Reapers, you know, who go steal a fort? Uh, if raid voyages are going to be set up for the, the three main companies plus Athena's fortune, then those are going to determine the loot for those. But what do Reapers look to gain from uh, going and trying to steal one of these? Like they obviously probably won't have raid voyages that I can think of. And if they do, it will probably be a mix of loot. And I couldn't quite get a confirmation on this. Um, but one of the things that I asked Mike was, how does this work for Reapers who go to steal a fort? And he said that they can steal whatever's there. Could be a mixed loot like now or company specific. Think of it uh, that the skeletons in the fort steal loot from across the world and the players will be retrieving specific caches of loot on behalf of the companies, which makes sense because the skeletons are kind of working for Flameheart right now. They are gathering that treasure and stowing it in the skeleton forts. Um, the interesting thing here was is that it wasn't quite clear if world events would appear naturally, if those would be a mix of the loot pool um, and then that might change if someone spawns or dives to one of those events. Uh, the, the, the whole system that way is uh, going to be very interesting to kind of work out and see like, okay, well, if we sail to a, uh, a fort 
and we just sailed to it. We didn't actually dive specifically for a trade company to that uh, different raid voyage. Then will there be uh, a mix of loot or will it be based off of our emissary? Will there still be the hero items that they talked about in the deep dive video? Which if you don't know, when you go to a raid voyage, uh, that is a specific world event for a trade company. Not only is the loot catered to whatever that trade company is that you signed up for, but there's also going to be a hero item. The hero items I think are really awesome. Uh, these were said to be very valuable as well as high in reputation. For examples that they provided, the gold hoarders will have a beautiful gold and jade lockbox. The order of souls will have a... Um, Kind of a teal uh divination orb i can't remember the name that they that they called it on the stream or on the actual video but uh and then the merchant alliance has a sealed tube that probably contains maps or trade routes you know something very valuable to what the merchant alliance use on a day-to-day -day basis and overall i would say that those are going to be the things that if you are looking to go after uh, some specific loot to level up your reputation. Those sound like the new version of the Athena's chest. When you were Athena and you were leveling up Athena, you always cared about that Athena chest, right? Because that was the highest valued item as well as the most amount of reputation that you could earn for Athena's fortune. And now they're adding, uh, we did have these back in the day. If you don't know, the, the ancient bone dust, was the merchant item the uh, skeleton bone chest was the gold hoarder item and then the uh, stronghold skull was the order of souls item and those were kind of the thing back when the game first started out that you would want to get if you were working on leveling up a specific reputation and it was really something that kind of came over time. You know, we didn't have those right out the gate. Uh, they added them later to try and incentivize um, folks that were working on their reputations to kind of have a way to focus in on some of the loot. And some of the things that happened back in the day was um, people needed to have specific reputations filled out. Some people were working on their reputations for their pirate legend status. And what we would do is we would actually go to a skull fort. If there was another crew, they, we, we would either sink them and take everything, or we would try to parlay an alliance. And if you did, uh, there was, uh, there was always a, a time where, you know, you'd have a conversation with them. It's like, okay, well, we are short on merchant alliance. We've got order souls and gold hoarder done. We just need the ancient bone dust and any crates that might be in there as well as the kegs. Um, we can forgo the kegs if you're willing to allow us uh, the the kind of ancient bone dust and you can have the gold hoarder and order of souls um, and then we'll go our separate ways. And there were a lot of times where that actually worked out. A lot of people, you know, talked more about what type of loot they were interested in it, because it, it mattered to get to pirate legend. You had to get level 50 with each of them. And for some folks that already had level 50 in Order of Souls and a Gold Hoarder and were just looking to get that Merchant Alliance rep up, uh, going to a Skeleton Fort tended to be a more uh, lucrative or fun means of actually getting reputation. So they would go and try and uh, barter with people to say like, hey, you know, you can have all of this if we can just get this one item or the, the merchant items.
And that was a really interesting time during Sea of Thieves. You know, there was a lot more conversation being had between people. And it's something that we found out thanks to the deep dive video. The insiders are actually responsible for the uncontested con or, uh, uh, ca uh, caveat to diving to raid voyages. Um, because originally they had players um, diving to world events together like if you if you dove and someone else dove at the same time for the same world event then you would both show up at the world event and it became a lot more about fighting each other than it did actually working on the world event so that's why they decided to make it sure that any crews that were sail or diving towards a raid uh, voyage would do so at an uncontested um, world event now, we don't quite know how that system works out. Obviously, I would imagine that it would spin up a server with a world event that has that and space. Um, there's a lot of engineering that I can imagine went into trying to develop out this system, uh, especially given how dynamic it feels, uh, give it any time and day when people decide to log in. So shout out to the team if this works well right off the bat. It's going to be very interesting to find out like how this all operates and how well it works out, what kind of weird things you'll see. Um, but overall, I think that the goal of this is to draw more attention to world events and world events that people enjoy doing and rewarding people who are working on specific companies for those distinction levels. I think it's great that they're able to do this. And I really do like the fact that they went back and really thought about all of the loot values for the items. Um, they haven't said specifically that all of the items have been rebalanced as far as their values. So I don't know if a captain's chest is still going to be somewhere between seven and a thousand gold or 700 and a thousand gold. Um, I still don't know if they have like the castaway chest or like uh a a, a a tea crate um you know somewhere between 50 to 150 gold like we don't quite know like if they've gone through and redone the values for all of the old loot or if they've just built this new loot to try and fit in better with where voyages are right now but the fact that they've wanted to rebalance these to make sure that voyages are worth doing really does kind of say like hey we understand what the core gameplay loop of sea of thieves is and the more opportunity we have to drive people to go to islands to actually do stuff as opposed to just going around and doing world events is going to enrich the world. You're going to have people on islands longer. You're going to have people sailing uh, to outposts to turn in afterwards. And you're going to have a reason for them to actually have uh, a dive to the first island. So Chris talked about how 50% of the time people would come across sailing ships. And 50% of that time uh, that they came across them, they would be on their way to go do something. And there wasn't any loot on them. So all it did was just kind of tick people off and ruin the evening. Now, now that you have the ability to dive to that first island, when you set down a voyage or a raid voyage, now you're immediately going to be arriving at your destination. You can immediately get working on getting that treasure. And then it's up to you to get it to the outpost for turn-in or the, the Reaper's hideout for turn-in. And I really appreciate that. I think that that is a great quality of life change. A lot of folks were concerned about the fast travel aspect of it. But given that you can't fast travel um, with loot on your ship, 
or you will lose it since it's uh, uh, specific to the actual server. Even if you were uh, diving from one to another outpost or another voyage, you would lose that loot. So always make sure that you're going and uh, turning in any treasure that you have before you dive to your next voyage. Um, or if you want, just sail to the next voyage. If you're the type that likes to stack loot, you can still sail to your next uh, voyage. Um, so if you are going to be sailing around, chances are there's going to be uh, some sort of treasure on that if people are paying attention to how that works. Now, the vast majority of players in Sea of Thieves are more casual, more just jumping on to have fun and getting into mischief. So don't assume that 100% of the ships that you find are going to have treasure on them. It's just going to be a higher percentage of those ships will have treasure on them given how this new system is going to work. But a lot of folks are not going to pay attention to the way the voyages work. They're not going to pay attention to the reasoning behind diving to that first location. And you will most definitely see a lot of people losing their loot because they chose to dive somewhere uh, to get away from someone when they had treasure on them. So if you're chasing after someone and they dive, just keep pursuing them because there's a good chance that whatever they had probably ended up floating up to the surface after they dove. Overall, I think we're in for a really good season. Um, I think that this being one of the foundational changes is actually as impactful as I think that uh, Rare is set out to achieve. Um, they have had a lot of discussion about what they want to do to go into the future and try to ensure that they can work on uh, working on bugs, but additionally enriching the sandbox. Um, so I think now that we have an idea of like what they want to do with the foundation of the game and how they want to introduce it to people, we can start to kind of go back and start to take a look at some of the other things that are going on. Um, I do think that we will be getting back into adventures in the coming months. Uh, I do think that adventures and tall tales are still going to be a thing. I do think that they have plans right now to expand upon Hunter's Call. Uh, Mike has talked about this on um, Twitter. His uh, question came up and said, when are we going to get new sea monsters like Megs and Krakens? Uh, and Mike says that we have some plans here, but we want to focus on tools first before new enemy types. And I think what he's speaking to there is they want to play around with the idea of different weapons. Um, that is is literally been something that people have been asking for for a very very long time and with that i think it's it's not unreasonable to wonder you know when are we going to get uh new hunters call information and i'm very excited to kind of see like what's going to happen with that um i think there's a lot of folks that are excited to kind of find out what's going to happen and i talked about it last episode about some of the potentials there so it's nice to get that confirmation um, knowing that it's going to be happening in the future. Uh, I, I'm hoping that we'll eventually get back to Briggsy. I think that there's a lot of story to be told there and that uh, along with the plushies that we're going to be getting um, as a result of the new trading company uh, cosmetics that come with the dis levels of distinction, that we will start to get some more mementos uh, or, or like a memorable trinkets from adventures and that uh, a Briggsy plushie could be in there. Um, Mike says that it's only a matter of time, thanks to a question from Dead Eye Dre. <clears throat> and overall, I'm I'm just excited to see what they do with this. Uh, we're just a few days away from actually getting the patch notes. Um, one of the things that I don't think I got to cover last week was the actual Emporium content. 
um, that we were getting. So I wanted to see if I could dive into some of that. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned this. Um, if I did, I apologize, but I did want to bring up the fact that the distinction levels for trade companies do come with their own ship crests. Uh, I love the way these look. I think they look fantastic. And um, honestly, I can't decide which one I want to work towards. But eventually you guys are going to get all of these. Um, if you have a specific trade company, these are going to look really fantastic. Um, I think they have they really understand like what cosmetics are really going to drive players to engage with the content, which is really important. And honestly, I, I, I love that. I love that they're moving into some more of the ship cosmetics that are some of the secondary things. Um, and that these are going to be something that's going to be earnable in game. Because I think obviously with a lot of the ship crests, uh, they've done a lot to bring those to the Emporium. And not really given us an opportunity to earn custom ones outside of some of the more uh, standard stuff in the game itself through either you know earning reputation or, or, or commendations or being able to just buy them for gold. Um, but I'm glad that they're bringing those in uh, through the trade companies as well too. And one of the things that I... I didn't really realize until I was going back and watching the deep dive video over again uh, pertaining to the actual tutorial stuff. One of the things that they talked about in the deep dive, and I don't know if this is something that we'll be able to check out if you've been playing the game for a while or not, but having the Pirate Lord show up on your ship, telling you kind of where to go and what to do, and then when you get to your first island, having him kind of explain that, you know, this is where the treasure is, this is how you find it, and then you bring it aboard your ship and then kind of telling you like, hey, you know, now we need to go turn it in. But of course, you have to be uh, you know, cautious because none of this is actually yours until you actually turn it into the trade companies and just kind of giving like a better full loop of the standard gameplay that a lot of us kind of worked out on our own. But not everyone is is going to have either the, the comprehension or the patience or uh get distracted easily um and having this kind of walk them through having the pirate lord kind of walk them through not only introduces the character uh beyond just what the maiden voyage does but it also kind of informs players like if you're not sure what to do this is how to kind of go about and play through sea of thieves um how many times have you run into a crew that knows absolutely nothing about the game and they're just kind of trying to work out on their own how to do stuff um and this kind of solves that you know we have things like the sherpa program in the discord which honestly not too many people have been taking advantage of because i feel like a lot of folks really do kind of know how to play sea of thieves already uh they've watched videos they've they've asked questions and streams um you know and, and unless you're diving into the game and you don't want to go through all that trouble to look up stuff you just want to try a game the experience of that the amount of content available uh is can and is overwhelming for a lot of folks um i know going into games that have been established for a while it is always daunting to try and understand what you're supposed to do where you're supposed to go how do things play out and what is that kind of starter experience for players i've seen many games that have been out for you know a, a decade or more really try to emphasize working on that new player experience getting players accompanied with npcs and uh, kind of shown step by step this is how the core gameplay of of sea of thieves or, or you know world of warcraft or destiny this is what you should expect 
going into this so that you can then kind of build upon that base knowledge by picking up different voyages, picking up different quests, talking to other people about what you can and can't do, experiencing things on your own. And having them use the Pirate Lord is kind of a good way to, you know, utilize him to get familiar. So when you get into the later bits of the story that it's a little more known of a character as opposed to, you know, always just this person behind the desk uh, at, the, at the Athena's Tavern. So I'm hoping that Rare takes this opportunity to really kind of utilize uh, Ramsey for, for more than just the tutorials and, and story bits and kind of fleshes out his character, giving us a bit more understanding of, of you know, who he is and, and what's going on with him um, and, and something that is actually portrayed in the game there's so much of the game that is actually done outside of the game both with the comics uh as as the new comic is soon to be coming out for the search for the sea dog soul uh, but additionally through the books and while those are fantastic and definitely help kind of grow that expanded universe a lot of players are not going to invest their time in that and i'm hoping that we'll get uh, a fair amount of lore that is both natural and not necessarily locked to adventure, just kind of in the emergent world, you know. Uh, it would be nice to have, you know, deeper dialogue trees with some of the different NPCs that can have, uh, uh, you know, day-to-day -day going ons. And I'm still hoping that we will get to a point where maybe not in season 11, but hopefully with, you know, season 12 being a very story based in my mind about with Flameheart and the sixth anniversary of the game, that as we look to season 13 and season 14 and then season 15, that we can start to kind of integrate some of these tall tale uh, uh, features that were built for both Monkey Island as well as Pirates of the Caribbean and start to kind of introduce characters walking around on outposts, zip lines, um, you know, different tools that we have uh, at, at our disposal within Sea of Thieves uh, through the tall tales, but, <laughs> but not locked just to those tall tales actually being brought for adventure. I would love to see them kind of uh, have some of those sprinkled in with some of the enrichment that they're planning on doing with the game through the different uh, features that they're planning to unlock or, or open up um, with the future seasons. Now that a majority of the foundational shift has has been done. And if anyone has been wondering, you know, it, when is Rare going to be doing Sea of Thieves 2? When, when are they going to, you know, like start from scratch? boot up Unreal Engine 5 and start working on a new game. I, I have to say, while Captaincy and, and Guilds don't necessarily feel like they are, they feel like different versions of the same thing. It is one of those situations where they did really kind of build out a lot of the tools that Rare wants to do. What they decide to do with those now that they're built into the game and along with this kind of revamp of uh, Voyages, I'd be very curious to see um, what Rare plans to do because I feel like they have gone and tried to address what they would like to have done with a Sea of Thieves 2. Captaincy, Guilds, and the Voyage changes, those are kind of the bare, uh, the base layer, the foundation that, that I think we would come to expect if they were planning on doing a Sea of Thieves 2. There's obviously nothing wrong with the hardware uh, for, for the Xbox One to continue playing 
Sea of Thieves, it is still managing at the 4K 30 that I think is the standard for the Xbox One X and then 1080 or 720p at 30 frames per second for the Xbox One. They've stated that the uh, PC market has a wide breadth of uh, hardware that is supporting the game as well too. Not everyone is running on the the most up-to-date graphics cards and things like that. So as far as needing a Sea of Thieves 2, it doesn't feel like uh, that is the case going into 2024. I feel like we are at a stage now where they have tried to address some of the major concerns with the game and are doing a good job of it. Um, we will have to see how things go with hit registration. Uh, we'll have to see how things go with them introducing new types of weapons or ammo or um, duels, things like that. Uh, if, if they decide to go that route, I, I can't imagine that we'll really work on getting any kind of new cannonballs uh, or cannonball types. I think that's all all kind of like taken care of for now. Things I would like to see, I would still like to have the ability to create a second pirate or a third pirate on the same account. I think that's still a big ask for me uh, from the game. And additionally, I think that there's definitely a way for Sea of Thieves to start introducing new ship types or uh, a variance of the same ship type. We've been living with the same types of uh, uh, ships for a while now. I know that they are some of the hardest bits of, of uh, the game, the assets of the game for them to work out. But I would love to see a variant of the sloop i think everyone's familiar with it i think that the skeleton sloop is uh an aspirational goal for the player base to have something akin to that and it would just be nice to have uh, a little variance you know have a different type of brigantine out on the seas i think the galleon is is in a good place i don't think that there's anything really wrong with the galleon and the way that the the design for that is set up although i will say i still hope that there is a way for us to get working doors on the galleon that still seems like something that could come from uh the adventures and brought to the actual game i i can't tell you how difficult that would be for the engineering side of things um but that is still a a want a desire for the for the galleons on that aspect of it but i think those are kind of the big goals you know uh, I would love to ha have the story kind of progressed with Flameheart and Briggsy, as well as the Dark Brother and Court and bringing in Captain Hook as the captain. Um, I would love to have uh, some, <laughs> excuse me, I would love to have some variants on the ship types that we have in the sense of how they look as a base foundation, not just the cosmetics that we can apply to them. And whatever kind of like uh, changes that they have in store for Hunter's Call, I would love to see some new sea monsters. I would love to see some uh, player or, or P NPC ships out on the uh, ocean that are not hostile, that can be resource dumps uh, for, for uh, you know, people that want to go out and get different resources out and about. They can go do trade there, you know, have, have some variance in there um, as well as some uh, hostile, hostile style, you know, hostile types of creatures on different islands um and i would really love to have some focus put on the devil's roar it was the first expansion to the game as far as islands go it's a very hard thing for them to do but i would love to get more enrichment over on that side of the world uh have ways for us to be able to spend more time out there uh as well as um just the the loot and seeing how that 
falls into place comparative to how this rebalancing of loot goes with season 11. try and wrap up this last little bit because i can feel my voice is losing out um we're getting new 100 levels for the season pass obviously for season 11 uh there is a brand new bunch of cosmetics associated with it the cunning serpent clothing set is what you can earn for in the uh the actual seasonal pass uh, along with the swift winged wayfarer set uh, which is a really nice looking set so far as far as your ship is concerned and those are all going to be just for free. So that's just on top of the uh, doubloons, the, the gold um, that you'll be able to earn. There's a couple special items in here that wasn't mentioned in the actual plunder pass. Uh, but looking at the actual uh, icons that I can see in here, there's a tattoo set, a makeup set that were mentioned, as well as um, let's say Pirate Legends should be getting a sovereign sail as well as a sovereign cannon and i'm trying to see if there's anything else there's some new hairstyles as well yeah i think there's a there's a new hat i can't quite tell what type of hat it is um, but it looks like it is a pirate legend hat not for not for pirate legends but well for pirate legends but not styled as a pirate legend it looks like it's kind of sovereign based probably it looks like that's kind of what the pirate legend content is going to be for this as well um so if you haven't been pirate legend yet definitely a good time to start working on it with the new voyage system um going into this season 11 starting on tuesday of course so if you like serpents there's definitely a good set out there it's um I would say it's it's all right. Uh, the the serpent stuff is all right. I do like the ship set. A nice little take on a kind of a golden and green uh, motif, as well as the Briggsy gloves and bell uh, jacket. Um, emissary rewards are coming out. You can now get uh, the lantern and speaking trumpet for the different trade companies. I, re I remember last week I talked about the Maestro clothing set that's coming to the the actual clothing shops. So I don't have to go about that. Um, the, what is it? The, uh, well-traveled trader clothing set, as well as, uh, the ship set is coming to the paid plunder pass. I like this. It looks, uh, very Arabian in style. Very beautiful. A lot of, uh, silks. There's also the boar hunter set, uh, that is for your ship as well as the clothing and weapons. Um, nice little kind of, uh, uh, a bear trap for the capstan. And they also have a workout emote set that's coming out for the uh, for the the pirates or for the uh, Emporium as well. And of course, uh, it would not be a new year if we didn't get a lunar set in the Pirate Emporium. There's a new lunar dragon set. So uh, I know Captain Balzania will uh, definitely be excited and be buying that because he just absolutely loves dragons and wants to see them in the game. Um, however, if you're not looking to spend any money in the Emporium, you can still head over there and get the Paradise Eye of Reach. Uh, so if you if you like the um, what is it the uh, the oh uh, Cliff Blazinski was just saying to reboot this game. What is that game? Viva Pinata. The Viva Pinata set uh, is continuing with the Eye of Reach for free in the Pirate Emporium for season eleven. So make sure that you can now uh, go and actually pick that up. Um, I believe the pistol was the last free item as well. So if you haven't done that, uh, definitely jump in on Monday. Make sure you picked up all your free Emporium content 
and then <clears throat> when you're done, wait till uh, Tuesday, and then you'll be able to pick up that uh, new Eye of Reach. Before I forget, uh, one of the things that I did want to talk about was the Chest of Fortune. Um, that is something that is going to be shifting with Season 11 from the Fort of the Damned. It is now going to be on the uh, ship fleets, or the skeleton fleets. Um, however, it is going to be a different version of the skeleton fleet. So originally, and I think this has only happened like maybe once or twice in the past for an adventure, uh, but there is going to be a fleet of fortune that is going to be emergent only. You cannot dive to it. And it will be marked by the red ship cloud, which I'm pretty sure we've only ever seen once in the past. So for those of you that were hoping that um, <clears throat> you could do any uh, skeleton fleet and get the uh, chest of fortune, I'm sorry to tell you that that is not the case. It will only be during the fleet of fortune with the red ship cloud, which will definitely make that one of the most contested. So if you're still working on your chest of fortunes like I am, uh, chances are getting a crew together and working on some of the Fort of the Dams um, over the next couple 24 hours is probably going to be your best bet as we have no idea when the um, <clears throat> what the time frame is going to look like for the uh, the red ship cloud. All right, pirates, um, I can feel my voice giving out, so I'm going to cut it off here. Uh, next week is going to be the um, Gold Hoarder episode, so we'll probably be talking about Sea of Thieves as uh, the season 11 has been kicked off, people's impressions, things like that. So get your topics ready for that. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear everyone's thoughts and feelings on season 11 if they've had time to jump in. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns, you can always reach out to me on Twitter and threads at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Otherwise, uh, you can always um, find me on the Discord. Uh, in the notes for the show, there's always a link to the Discord. You can always jump in there. You can always send an email to C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com if you want to reach out to the show. Other than that, uh, that is, I think that's going to do it. So pirates, thank you. I love you and I look forward to seeing, sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.